Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to the Dinner Dialogue. My name is Josh, and today we have Krista Rouse, the head of consumer products over at The Weather Company, which is an IBM business. Really excited to have you on, Krista, to kick things off. Would you share a little bit about yourself and your background in the industry? Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me on, um, Josh. Fun fact, I think my career actually started in direct mail, which if you think about finding your target customer, will take you way, way back uh, to what used to be um, the way of targeting, right? Uh, but I think I've been in the digital space now since the early days. If you remember the words, you've got mail, or you can hear that dial-up tone in your head, that's really where I started. It was a great time to be there uh, when we're connecting people for the first time to the internet. Uh, you know, the birthplace of keywords and, and really mainstream uh, chat rooms, um, the very first digital messaging platform, all of that was going on. But what what when I think back to those days, I didn't realize was the fact that those platforms, they were really ad supported at the time and how far they would come between then and now. And so that's been really, really fun to watch. Um, while I was with, with AOL, I worked on a lot of different great things and products like um, the finance site. Uh, the weather site. And that's kind of what brought me here to Weather Channel. Um, and so throughout my career, I've done a lot of things, mostly product related work, but I've also moonlighted in several other types of roles. Uh, and now I'm fortunate enough to lead a team that develops our consumer products here for the Weather Channel. And so I have, you know, a variety of, of really talented people that help us bring this to life. And, and we're, we're super fortunate that we get to work on such a compelling and really interesting product that the world wants. Of course, um, you know, we'll talk about the advertising side of that here in a few minutes, right? Yeah, of course. Well, before I dive into IBM and the Weather Company and how, how that entire vertical works, how, what made you go from AOL over to the weather company? Because with your experience and your background, there's probably plenty of opportunities for you at different organizations. So I'm, I'm kind of curious, what, what made you go the weather company and IBM route? Well, it was a persistent CEO at the time. <laughs> I remember January day when the phone rang uh, and Cameron Clayton was on the other end of the phone. And I said, I'll talk to you, but I, I'm not, I'm not moving. I'm not looking to change jobs. And and uh, he was pretty convincing. For me, one of the things that's so important is that I'm working on a mission that I really believe in. And so whether that was connecting people to the internet and really helping spur that along, or you know, here in this role, um, building things that you know that help people plan their lives, plan their days, and and in those chances where we get those severe outbreaks, can really help save lives. And, and that to me is that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's what it's all about. That's really exciting. And I, I would imagine with the the amount of weather, especially what we see down in the Southeast, you make a pretty big impact on a lot of the consumers. We do. We do. We, we have a really large scale. Uh, granted, most of our users are not in the harm's, you know, in harm's way every single day. But when you get that one or two letters here and there throughout the year that says, thank you, I got your alert just in time, like those things, they stay with you. Um, they really stay with you. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, so give me the the breakdown really quickly on how IBM Watson advertising and of course the IBM business and weather company, which you're you're under. How are the two related? How are they completely different? What's what's the breakdown there? That's a good question. So we started obviously, you know, as a, as a consumer uh, business way back in in the early '80s, um, yeah. and so that's the side of the unit I sit in still. I'm in the consumer side. Uh, we in the advertising ecosystem, we are a publisher. We're a publisher with very big scale with over 400 million unique users every single month around the world. So we've got great scale, um, but that's the role we play as a publisher. What I will say is we have had um, 
the the luck of having a really smart advertising and sales team here, super smart team here over the years. Um, and, and through that, we've really developed the practices that are scalable, that are workable. We've got really smart um, data scientists and business leaders that are looking at the changes in the economy, um, looking at the changes in the advertising industry. And so from there, Watson Advertising was born as well. And so that's the other side of our, of our business unit. Um, Watson Advertising, uh, they distribute technology and data offerings that are really built on AI. They are privacy-first solutions that brands and publishers can use, uh, really grounded in data. Um, you know, we know that they've got proven uh, ROI, uh, incremental ROI return uh, compared to traditional types of, of targeting um, and data sets out there, products in the market. Uh, and so really they're leading the way in this change right now. They're leading the way at the moment um, to help publishers and brands find their target audiences you know, as, as identity continues to kind of go away. So it's, it's really great. We're fortunate that we get to sit in this industry on both sides of the fence. Yeah. Um, and it's, so it's, it's a really interesting vantage point for us. Fun. And you, you kind of just actually touched on one of the pieces was the ecosystem, right? Where you fall in, in the ecosystem. Now, for you at the weather company, though, as you stated, you you, you are more of a publisher. Like in, in my eyes and probably in, in our eyes, a, a traditional publisher. So how does how does being a traditional publisher providing content normally to these these consumers tie to product creation and products that you're bringing to an end user? You know, that's a that's a really good question. <laughs> uh, when you think about something like us, we're a bit of a utility. Uh, and granted, we do a lot of news coverage. We have a really stellar news team. Um, but we have to look at that every single day as well. We have to balance the way we provide our story, uh, you know, whether it's through maps and charts or video, uh, all of that to us tells a story. Of course, yeah. the point of view that we're at right now of this, you know, the, the advertising industry is how do we branch out from there? Uh, and how do we start to tell stories that are on the fringe of weather that make sense to our users on the fringe of weather and actually answer why they come to us every day, right? Yeah. Um, if you're thinking about, you know, when should you water your lawn or can you take this trip? What should you pack on this trip? There's all these things are on the fringe of weather. And so we do have to think through that, yeah. um, you know, as we're going forward, context, context is king in market right now. Yeah. Okay. And that, that kind of ties to what the strategy might be evolving into, because as I was listening to you, it, it sounds like the, the weather company and the weather channel has always been a group that really had products at its core. And then you're you're starting to become more of a content driven. How do you use those tools and explain when the best time is to water your lawn? Is that kind of where maybe the strategy is going for 2022 or how it's ended this year? Absolutely, absolutely. That's our challenge. You know, I think there there's been some shifts, obviously, that we're all very well aware of that that are forcing us or, or causing us to to look again at how we actually you know develop our products. To your point. To me, the biggest one, it's not privacy regulation that's yeah. forcing this. It is the privacy agenda of some of the world's largest tech companies, right? And the agenda of some of the world's largest tech companies is it fails to take into account publishers like us and how we actually pay for our employees that build our apps and our websites and how we pay for the world's best meteorologists that build such an incredible data set 
how we pay for our cloud costs and our tech costs, right? That actually process something like 2.5 billion uh, forecast, forecast locations around the world every 15 minutes. Um, and so, yes, absolutely. Like we have to reimagine uh, how we go to market. And so that's really for us, it's going to be twofold. One of which is that idea of context and first party data to use that to tell that story that matters. So instead of making you deduce, you know, what the right time is to water your lawn, how can we really now start to build that story more collectively, cohesively with all sorts of compelling different ways that you can take that in? And that is something we are definitely working on. Right. And that story really is is apparent with a lot of publishers now, too. You mentioned revenue generation, right? So how, how or maybe which, which topics are probably at the forefront of your mind, especially head of consumer products, you, this is something that you're paying attention to is is ad revenue generation for publishers and maybe the industry as a whole. Are, are there specific topics that stand out for you right now that you're really pinpointing and, and taking a focus on? Yeah, I, I think so. And it's it's a I'm not sure if you've, you've had this conversation with other people uh, in the industry, but I'd love your point of view here. For me, the topic that we have to nail it's not necessarily, you know, can we have more article or video or can, you know, it's not that. It's it's all around how do you drive sustainable revenue growth? Um, this is what keeps me up at night, really, as you know, CPMs are continuing to decline and they will continue to decline as identity goes away. It's really easy for a publisher to say, well, throw a few more ad units on a page or on an app to make up that deficit. But that's really not sustainable. It's not probably the, the solution that's going to take you into the future. I, I think that the brands that are going to weather these head, headwinds the most are those that work hard to build meaningful and engaging experiences. And while they're doing it, they are thoughtfully, really thoughtfully integrating a marketer or a targeting opportunity. And that keyword is that that thoughtfully done, right? Um, and I think for the user, the other keyword I'd say is very transparently done as well. Mm -hmm. um, but we did this a couple of years back and when we developed the Watson, sorry, Flu Insights with Watson feature that we have, which is, um, it's a predictive algorithm. It's got great accuracy, can predict, predict whether or not you are at risk of getting flu in your area. Wow. When we did it though, we sat down with a leading pharmacy chain and working together, we integrated their their tips, um, preventative tips. We integrated uh, flu shot uh, scheduling, store locators. And I'll tell you the best performing piece of that um, whole feature set for us is those preventative tips. Uh, and it was so deliberately done, meaningfully done, contextually, and it was very lovingly crafted. It's gotten us a lot of, of industry accolades. Our users love it. Um, our, our partner uh, continues to renew with us. And so that's what I want to see our teams do more of all the time. I want my team to do more of that. Um, I'd love to see other brands do more of that, but but uh, it's it takes longer, right? It's a little bit harder to do, um, but I'd love to see more brands go in that direction. I'd be interested in you know what you think about about that. Yeah, I, I think you you bring up the really the user experience, right? In the end of the day, you're as a you as a publisher is creating content for end users that are coming to your site for content, content that they're going to use, content that they're going to read through. And I think what we've seen and what we'll continue to see is even with identity, we'll see probably a a, a drop in revenue, ad revenue specifically for some of these publishers 
But the people that are focusing on the user experience and not just throwing extra products at their site and remembering what and who they are at their core, what they're supposed to be providing to their users, I think are the ones that are going to come out at the end of the day uh, more successful once we figure out the identity solution. So yes, part one is figuring out identity. It is it is still not really finalized. Google's yeah. cookies. We got a lot of issues right now on identity, but once we identify that, and in, in this interim space where publishers are still kind of in the unknown, take that time to do exactly what you guys are doing is remembering your core, going back to making sure that this content, these apps, these products are for consumers. Uh, and I think that's going to help a lot of people weather the storm. <laughs> not, no pun intended there. Exactly. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It, and it's not easily done. And I agree. Identity, it's, it's a little bit scary to publishers like us that identity is still so much in flux. And yet we're 12 months away from having to have this solved, right? Um, you know, so that's, that's, a little scary. No yeah, doubt. and it, it, we, we've seen a big drop for, for our publishers that we're working with on just Apple. So Apple versus Android because of what Apple has done in terms of privacy. There's not really a solution there. It's just a drop in revenue, period. So it's almost Android apps are doing better than Apple apps. Uh, and that's because we haven't figured out the, the connection there in terms of identity. But once we do, I think it'll be much more even. And then we're looking at the other variables like we talked about is... Are you are you providing the correct content? Are you sticking to what what you are? Yeah, you're right. And I think I think when you talk about you know Android, uh, for example, having the bump right now that we're seeing because we haven't figured out the identifiers on on yeah. Apple, I think you can take that idea of sustainability to that conversation as well. In, in my opinion, um, you know, when we first started talking about ATT, uh, the ATT changes that Apple made, we first started talking about cookies going away. There was a big buzz about email. Uh, but email obviously does not become a sustainable solution in light of what Apple has now launched, right? It's any identifier, any identifier you have to have permission for. So really taking the time to get this identity solution um, correct uh, and, and, and figure out the right ways of modeling lookalike and behave alike audiences and, and all that sort of stuff, doing the work to make sure that you've got you know, the right um, uh, partnerships um, and the right technology for clean room and like you have to do it right it's got to be sustainable um or you're going to chase email and it's going to be invaluable overnight yeah 100 I, I you might have already answered this question but I, i'm curious to know what you think has been the biggest impact to your business for 2021 we're probably probably touching on identity but i'm going to pass it over to you <laughs> You can share with me. Yeah, I, it is. It is identity. It really is. In my opinion, it's not the privacy regulation. It's not the privacy regulation, right? Because those regulations that they exist to help all of us do our job um, uh, with with a higher degree of accountability and to make sure that we're treating data correctly, that we're doing the right thing for people um, and their privacy. And so, I don't think it's that. I, I think it's the agenda of these tech companies. Yeah. Um, I think that these tech companies are cracking down on identity, riding the wave of um, the regulation. But at the end of the day, what they're really doing is they're, they're serving their own purposes, right? And so that has had a big impact in, in what we've been doing more recently. Um, thankfully, we saw a lot of this coming in a couple of years back. We did start uh, you know, a subscription business model. Um, and so we've been working more and more on that over the course of this year as well. First party data and subscriptions really are the two areas of focus for us. 
from a subscription standpoint, um, I'd say, you know, we are following that freemium model where our free user base is the one that sets the stage in, you know, and, and moves into um, our premium, our premium customers. And so for us there, it's really, we've spent a lot of time working on that, again, deliberate user journey, making sure that upsells are contextual uh, to what the user is, is trying to solve for at the time, that the messaging is presented in the right place to the right user um, and all that sort of stuff. And we are seeing all of that really deliberate work pay off. Um, we're seeing the dividends on that. Uh, our subscriber base is highly engaged uh, and, and very satisfied. Uh, and so we'll continue focusing on that as well. But that is, I think, the other side of, of how all of this has changed our strategy. Um, you know, first party data, identity, and then subscriptions. And I, I think that's common, I think, in the marketplace. Yeah. And, and you've, I don't know how easily, but adapted to this, right? Moving forward through 2021, you guys have have pivoted well. Yeah. So yeah. with that said, what, what kind of advice would you have for, for publishers of any size? coming coming into next year uh, for the industry how how can they navigate the same things you guys did or maybe certain things to focus on for for those publishers yeah so coming at it from my side from the business side right when i think about the the advertising industry i think i'd say that i'd say there were probably three tips that i would have i think first of all it's if you're not an ad industry expert uh and you're on the you know you understand it but you're not the expert like me hire the A-team, right? You got to have somebody who knows the ad industry like the back of their hand, who's deeply familiar with the technology. You need to have a team that's got connections and relationships uh, throughout the ecosystem so that you can be um, getting insights and, and bouncing ideas off of each other. Um, you know, And so the, the talent that you bring in to, to run this side of it has to be top notch. Once you've got them, if you haven't started to build your first party data strategy yet, you need to get moving, like time is running out. So I think that's one. Two, I think equally important is you have to have a trustworthy and expert compliance need that enables you to find the yes if. Because I believe there's always a responsible way forward, right? And so um, find the yes if, and then when you do find it, commit to the time that it takes to build the yes if properly shortcuts in this in this moment that they're not worth it they're not worth the brand or reputational damage that you could in, incur as a result of those shortcuts really um and then i think you know the third thing i would say is just be open be transparent always give your users choice um, and i think if you do those three things uh whatever you take on whether it be you know continuing to 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 play in programmatic premium ad sales whatever it is whether you're moving into a subscription business you're going to be fine yeah, I, I love all of that advice. I, I think it's it's so unique to see how that might have been actually different from just 12 months ago, where a lot of a lot of advice you just shared had a lot to do with data. But that is probably the biggest impact that a publisher can make right now and even going going forward. Like you said, first party data, get on it. But it, it, yes. it, it's for, before it was it was much more of like you you use things like contextual targeting, use things like contextual products, things like that. Versus now it's it's get really a solid foundation for your first party data. Right. Absolutely. So, Crystal, what's the easiest way for people watching to actually get access to you or speak with you in the organization? 
for me directly, uh, LinkedIn is probably the easiest. You can always reach out there. If anyone were interested in Watson advertising directly or specifically in, in the tool sets that that team is building uh, for the marketplace, um, you can always reach them at ibm.com backslash Watson dash advertising. So awesome. Well, thank you. Everybody to watch or everybody that is watching, thank you for sticking around. If you have any questions or comments, please leave them in the comment section below. And if you have any ideas on who you'd want to be on the next in dialogue, please let us know. Krista, thank you for the time today. Thank you, Josh.